Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 37. Now, I know I made a big deal last episode that the format of the show was going to change. And to be fair, I still don't know what that change is going to be. Uh, I started recording new interviews, and the intention was that the new show was going to be a mix of new music and shorter interviews. And once I started recording new interviews, it turned out that they were pretty much exactly the same as the interviews that I've always been recording. Like, it really didn't change too much. So, like that stupid thing they always say in movies, you know, where there's a character who goes like, the only rule is there are no rules, you know, that shit? Well, that's what I think the, basically the the movement forward uh, with Beyond Synth is going to be. The only format is, there is no format. And what that means is, I might do an episode that's just purely music. Uh, We might do episodes that are just purely, you know, listener feedback and stuff like that. There still might be episodes that are just a one-hour interview and, like, that's the show. Uh, I'm going to keep you guys on your toes. It's going to make it more interesting for me. It's going to make it more interesting for you listening because you don't know what you're going to get, man. It's um, It's like a box of chocolates. Anyway, let's listen to some music. Uh, here is a track that I really, really dig, man. It's called Mainframe by FM84 off the Los Angeles EP. This song is really cool, and we're going to listen to it now. So check out Mainframe by FM84.
that was Mainframe by FM84. That's a cool track off the Los Angeles EP. Again, all the uh, songs I play on the show will be in the SoundCloud description. There will be links so you can go and uh, check out more stuff from those cool people. Hey, I got something fun now. You know I'm a big fan of Italian synthwave producer Vincenzo Salvia. And this guy... I've always uh, I've always loved talking to him, and he has this this uh, poetry about the way he talks and the things that he says. And I asked him for some sage-like words of advice. I said, uh, "Record me some uh, Vincenzo uh, words of wisdom," which he, for some reason, refers to as pills of wisdom. Uh, again, a translation thing. So I want you guys to sit down and really take in. Vincenzo's Italian Words of Wisdom. He who doesn't love spaghetti doesn't love himself. He who doesn't love spaghetti doesn't love himself. Not a truer word spoken. Vincenzo is a modern genius, and I want you guys all to know that. Later in the show is Ghost. I guess I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Um, look, yeah, Ghost. Uh, Ghost is cool. Ghost has a skull for a face. And uh, he makes uh, some intense music inspired by Satan. You understand. And we'll uh, talk to him a bit later on in the show. In the meantime, I want you to listen to this little song called Contra by Betamax.
And that was Contra by Betamax. That's a cool track. I forget even what album that's from. Interface, I think. (laughs) Get your shit together, man! I gotta get my shit together. Listen, I have this thing. It drives me nuts, and it's whenever people talk about video games and they don't know what they're talking about. Oftentimes, you'll see it in news clips when people talk about Grand Theft Auto, and they clearly have never played the game. And it always irritates me, especially the Grand Theft Auto example, only because they're some of the best games you know I've ever played. And just the amount of detail and work that goes into them, and then it always just gets simplified down to like, you can hire a prostitute. And anyway, I was listening to one of uh, my favorite podcasts, WTF, and some guests were on there, two women, and they were, you know, what the, what they were on the show for was a good cause, so it was like, uh, you know, c- creating arts and uh, raising money for women's shelters and stuff like that. Good cause. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is when one of the women uh, talked about Grand Theft Auto being a, a source of you know, corruption for children. And then she said this. Video games, Rose and I were just talking about this, Grand Theft Auto. It's the first experience right. some little boy could have, or girl, yeah. mm-hmm. playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and throwing a to, prostitute. Right. You get to buy a hooker, then you can actually kill her if you get enough points. Right. You can buy a hooker and actually kill her if you get enough points. <laughs> it makes me really fucking mad when people... <laughs> talk about games and they clearly don't know what they're talking about and i what do they think like that there's a fucking points meter at the top of the screen that like (laughs) once you get a hundred thousand points kids then you can shoot a prostitute like grand theft there there are no points it's not that you can't do that in grand theft auto and make that clear it's just that it's when people talk and they don't know what they're talking about It's really frustrating to listen to, and it sort of um, affects everything that I hear coming out of their mouth later on. And that's always a thing that can be annoying. I don't know why. I should probably, like, focus this energy towards people talking about stuff that actually matters, like, uh, you know, like political things and stuff. But no, it's just, you know, when people talk about video games and say the wrong thing, it makes me mad. Hey, man, let's listen to a track called... Near Dark by Dance with the Dead.
And that was Dance with the Dead with their track Near Dark, which is a cool one. Uh, like I said, later on, we're going to be talking to Ghost. Before we do, I just thought since Ghost was off um, and he was playing a show with uh, with some other cool uh, acts that you know, and uh, I thought I'd play... I thought I'd play one of those tracks now. So here is um, here's Dan Terminus, who Ghost uh, mentions later on, and here is Dan Terminus with his track, "Death by Distortion."
That was Death by Distortion by Dan Terminus. And, uh, yeah, that's a cool track. We're sort of keeping with a theme here today, uh, sort of the little heavier synthwave stuff. I was thinking of having the show have a lot more variety, but I thought it would be very strange for people tuning in who want to listen to an interview with Ghost and I'm playing, like, happy pop songs, like, leading up to him, uh, which I was going to do, but I didn't. So, the end. All right, guys, listen. We're going to be doing a listener feedback section on the show, and it is called the Mail Sack, all right? So if you have any questions or comments or whatever, send them to the Beyond Synth Facebook page and title the message Mail Sack, or just write Mail Sack at the top of the page, as in a sack of mail. And so, and literally, it can be anything, so they don't even have to be synth-related if you just want to ask silly questions just to give us uh, topics to talk about, or if you just have something to say that's going to, you know, springboard some conversation. Uh, my postman and I will be addressing those in an upcoming episode. So just a reminder, if you have stuff, just uh, send it to the Facebook page, and just title the message Mail Sack, or just write the word Mail Sack in there. That will be that, okay? So now... We're going to talk to Ghost. Or at least I'm going to talk to Ghost. And you're going to listen to me talking to Ghost. And um, that is all I know. So here's my chat with Ghost. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, this is, the, <laughs> this is how it starts. I'm here with, uh, Ghost, G-O-S-T, Ghost, a.k.a. James Lawler. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? So, man, how's it going? How's life? Life is good, dude. Just really busy, which is always good. We've been, uh, talking, uh, back and forth about having you on the podcast for about, like, two years or so. Yeah, I was starting to feel, like, super uncool. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else has been on the show and i'm just like man fuck andy just doesn't even like me yeah. <laughs> no it's i'm just see this is the worst that's why hopefully with the new setup and format i can finally sort of get to everybody else because it was never necessarily a favoritism thing it was just sort of uh 
scheduling and then you know like before i changed the format that last episode i did which was with robots with ray guns oh yeah i talked to him quite often yeah i recorded that interview in february and like i just put out that that episode like weeks ago so i was a little behind anyways uh so let's talk about you man so you make some uh some dark loud music and you have a uh a skull mask yep yep that's true <laughs> <laughs> so talk a bit about that what was the what was the i'm gonna use the word impetus but what was going on in your head when you when you decided you were gonna make that the image it just kind of fell in in place i i always wanted to wear the mask because of people like danger and daft punk i always thought it was i don't know it's cool to have a little bit of mystique with electronic well art in general i think i've always liked it like kiss i loved them when i was a kid and when i started it you know i was like ghost was going to be a slasher type thing and all slashers wear masks and for some reason no one's made a movie where somebody cut up a human being and put their fucking skull on their face <laughs> it seems <laughs> obvious to You're, me for some reason <laughs> but so I, that that was kind of the original premise and then the demonology and stuff just kind of worked its way in and Balbarith doesn't want to show his true form, so he wears a human skull. Is that the way that word is pronounced? That's the way I pronounce it, and uh, I know more than anyone else because the devil talks to me. Oh, shit. See, because remember when I, I did that promo for your album, like, two years ago or last year or something on an old Beyond Synth episode, and I think I said that word differently. Yeah, I think you made it sound fancier, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like Balberith or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait so um the mask that you wear where'd that mask come from it's actually uh the company it's a uh, one guy he does uh i think he does movie kind of effects like practical effects and i found him randomly it's rd creations and i don't know where he's based out of but he's he's super talented because it is a sort of unique looking skull as i've mentioned before he looks very happy he's a very like happy looking skeleton yeah that's the thing about skulls is they if they're they all look fucking happy in their natural form, <laughs> you know. If you don't do some weird ass eyebrow shit, that because they don't have eyebrows, you know how Halloween masks they they superimpose those little fucking like the skull can actually have feelings. Were you thinking like Jack Skellington in uh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas? As his sort of eyes can go up and down and stuff, but they're just holes. Damn it! It's it's a bone, man. <laughs> So what came first then? Were you making music and then you sort of said, okay, well, I'm going in this direction now and I'm going to sort of amp this up. Was that stuff you were always interested in like music wise or did you sort of have the image and just think, you know, this is the way I'm going to go or. Well, I knew I was going to do uh, a mask. I didn't know what it, the, the skull thing actually came about around the time uh, the skull EP came out. So it was like my fourth EP. So what was on going on before then? Before then, I was just worried about making the music and uh, trying to get better production-wise. And uh, I didn't really have too much of an uh, an image. I just knew I wanted it to be horror-driven and that there was going to be a mask once I started performing live. How does that work then? Because I know you do like live performance. So, I mean, does it get... Uh hot in the mask it's pretty hot in the mask man i can't lie <laughs> it's uh it's super uncomfortable what's the visibility like uh visibility's good but i can't really see down very well so i'm <laughs> always worried that i'm gonna trip which would be... <laughs> i actually did trip in san francisco on the way up to the stage 
Nice. Like a full on trip or just like a full fucking trip, man. I just, you know, I just kind of ate it and put my hands up and everybody cheered for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I'm getting ready for a live show, I usually do three or four, you know, walkthroughs with the whole fucking costume on. Get Get a feel of the stage. Gotta get ready. You know, you gotta practice your moves. <laughs> Speaking of music then here, let's let's talk about we'll uh, we'll listen to the track uh Master and then uh once we're done listening to that maybe you can uh, talk a bit about it. Sounds good.
All right, and that was Master by Ghost, who I am talking to right now. So uh, t- uh, tell me a bit about that track we just heard. That was one of the first tracks I wrote for Behemoth. Uh, when I wrote Behemoth, I wrote that, that whole album kind of separately. It was going to be an EP first, and then I showed Blood Music the songs, and he was like, let's fucking do this, let's make it a full record. But I think that was like the second or third song I wrote. I was listening to a lot of Redial at the time. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's got like kind of the Kavinsky thing going on. And I had someone ask, cause I asked, you know, the fans what, what they wanted to know about the songs. And someone asked if it was a Kavinsky homage. And I would say, and I think he's probably talking about the, uh, there's an arpeggio that happens right after the first heavy part. And it's more directly influenced by like a Knight Rider theme kind of, you know, that, that kind of thing. Wait, so so it was blood music that because I know uh, when I was talking before how I did that promo for it, that was when it was going to be an EP, and so I remember that was weird because like we did that promo and then I didn't hear anything about it, yeah <laughs> about that release again for like a year and a half or something. So like it was blood music that pushed you in the direction of making it an album instead. Like I had been talking to him since he signed Perturbator. James, you know, told him about me and he's been really awesome as far as helping Ghost. So, uh, finally I sent him some songs and he was, he was like, oh yeah, we can do, we could do something with these. He was like, well, let's do a full record. So, and let's do five albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on the subject then of blood music and stuff and Perturbator, uh, you recently were at a pretty cool show that was in Helsinki that you were performing with, uh, with Perturbator and Terminus and, and Flash Arnold. So tell me uh, a bit about that. I know even while you guys were going, I was messaging back and forth with, with Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I was just having a side conversation with him about something. He's just like, yeah, I'm in the airport right now. Like <laughs> we're, we're going to do this show or whatever. I'm like, oh, right. And then all the pictures went up. But yeah, tell me, tell me about that, uh, that show. Uh, it was awesome, dude. It was cool to finally meet everyone in person. Cause I've been talking to James and Dan for like three years now, almost on the internet. So it was cool. When I, <laughs> when, uh, Perturbator was, he got there like a day later or like four in the morning, I think is when he got there. And so the next morning I was, I think I'd gone to the store and I was coming back to the hotel and he's sitting down there and I just walked up behind him and started like caressing his back and he turned around <laughs> and he's totally fucking freaked out. And I was like, it's me, dude, it's ghost. And he's like, Oh fuck man. Yeah. And Dan is, uh, he, his online character is that's how he is in real life. <laughs> you know, he's all over the fucking place. The guys are at, as far as the show goes, man, it exceeded all of my expectations. There was at least. You know, they were at least at capacity. 800, I think, is what the number was. And there was, like, a line starting at, like, four hours before the show that went around the whole block. It was surreal. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. How was the show uh, divided up? Like, as far as your, like, how much time each of you did? I think Flash got 30 minutes. Dan got 40. I had 45. And Perturbator had the rest of the night because he's so fucking famous or whatever. <laughs> so what's the um because i don't really know too much about flash arnold really i mean i know i know some of the music but i've never really like spoken with him so it- yeah he's finnish he's from finland so at the beginning of the night he was super quiet but his show was killer man he played live guitar with it and everything and i mean everybody responded really well and as the night went on he got a little drunk and got to see the real 
Flash Arnold. <laughs> and he's quite the character. So did you guys have much time to, uh, to like, chill out, or was it all just sort of business? Or Well, yeah, dude, the, the venue that Mape is the guy that runs Flashback Future, I mean, he set all this up, as far as I know, uh, with the help of Blood Music getting the promotion and everything going. But the venue itself was pretty big and they had a nice uh green room in the back with you know the fully stocked bar and everything so yeah we hung out the whole night i mean starting probably at like six o'clock when we hung out the whole time when we weren't on stage we were back there just you know doing whatever with whatever you do in a green room with liquor <laughs> wait so then uh if you're on stage and you're wearing that mask i guess you can't really drink when you're on the when you're performing nope uh, dude i can't drink you can barely breathe it's pretty <laughs> <laughs> if you can see my face towards the end of the night towards the end of my set i probably look pretty desperate <laughs> somebody help let's talk a bit more about uh this album you well let's talk about the uh the the titular behemoth track because uh, that's what the uh, the album was called, right? Yeah. So tell me a bit about, uh, well, actually, let, well, how about, let's listen to it, <laughs> and uh, and then you can, uh, you can talk to me a bit about it. So this is uh, Behemoth by Ghost.
right, and that was Behemoth by Ghost. And speaking of Ghost, I'm talking to Ghost right now. So uh, tell me, this new for- <laughs> this, this new format is going to fail so hard. I'm, I'm bad at this. Okay, tell me, uh, tell me about that track. The whole album is kind of about. It's not really a concept record, but the whole time I was thinking about Lucifer's like relationship to uh, God and the other angels and mankind even. And um, Behemoth is kind of the culmination of him realizing that uh, things weren't going the way he wanted them to go and he was basically going to take over or get the fuck out. So uh, I wanted it to be very... Uh, the beginning, it starts off with all the choir and I wanted to... You know, it's kind of like the beautiful angel that is Lucifer rising up through the, <laughs> the ranks. And uh, <laughs> it's not funny, man. Oh, sorry. Continue. Uh, and uh, and that's and then it kicks in, you know, with uh, with how heavy it is and how horrible he is. And towards the end of the track, there's like a total hardcore two step like riff, if you will, uh, where uh, you can totally mosh to it. I mean, that song in as a whole definitely comes out as I think you can hear that I like metal and that that's where I come from. Were you making music before ghost? Yeah, for sure. I've been playing in bands since I was 15, 14 years old. What was your function in those? I usually played guitar and vocals. I always wanted to be a vocalist, but, uh, I'm not that great at it. So I never worked out <laughs> played drums towards the end before I started ghost. And then, well, that's not true. I played drums for probably about three or four years and then got back to playing guitar. Mostly uh, hardcore and like doom metal is kind of what I was, what I played. Mm-hmm. I've always listened to black metal and I just, metal in general. I don't know why. You know, I know that there's a, a lot of people that think it, it sucks as a genre, but for some reason, at a certain age, fucking Nirvana and Weezer just wasn't doing it. And I yeah. heard, <laughs> I think Suicidal Tendencies self-titled is the first, you know, heavier record I heard. And I was like, fuck, I had no idea. And then from there, the, the, the darker, the better from there. Where I land on the sort of the music I've been listening to now, and it's, you know, this this synth wave and like electronic and stuff. But I always like how, you know, it's it's the different people who like totally you know, different types of music, but then how they sort of bring that to more electronic music and stuff. And you can, you can hear those influences. And I like that. Like, I mean, that's what's cool to me. I've always been a huge fan of just like any, anything that has some sort of like electronic aspect to it. Yeah. But then, you know, when it's, if, if it's dull and it's just like other people who just liked dance music and then they make their own dance music, like it, it always sounds cooler when people sort of bring their sort of varied influences but then sort of channel it through yeah and then channel it through a fucking keyboard <laughs> and that's kind of a cool thing about uh the synthwave scene or whatever is i mean fucking everybody's coming from somewhere else it's a all the stuff that gets grouped into it you know there's a lot of different sounding you know you go from like the softer into things like miami nights or whatever and then it gets to like carpenter brute and it's such a vast spectrum that everyone's calling synthwave right now yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about. Uh, I remember seeing some pictures of you. You were uh, you were signing some games because you had a track on the uh, the Watchdogs soundtrack, the the video game. That came out of nowhere, dude. Like uh, they emailed me. Ubisoft emailed me. I didn't think it was real. I was calling their offices to fact check the guy. 
Because I was like, what the fuck kind of scam is this? They're going to ask for my credit card number or something. But no, it was totally legit. They found me on SoundCloud, as far as I know. Uh, John Grooveworthy was actually almost on the game. I think he got emailed first. Where did they use your track? Because I did play that game. I actually enjoyed it. I know it was everyone was sort of big on hating that game because it was like kind of overrated but it was yeah. still like it was still an enjoyable I, I like open world uh like city type games and it had some fun mechanics and stuff yeah i thought it was cool uh, i think they had just the overhyping is what screwed that game i mean it still sold really well the way ubisoft i find always works as far as their games are concerned is like they always overpromise. they deliver a first chapter that's like you know it's like it's good and then usually, like, the part two, like, the sequel is... I, like, I bet you Watch Dogs 2 will be a really good game. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's the way that their their pattern seems to be, but they sort of screw themselves because they'll <laughs> they'll just come out and, like, some guy will talk about how, like, their game is going to be, like, the most dynamic and amazing thing ever. And it's like, well, you, you know, rain it in. It's still just going to be a game. I mean, yeah, like, we know... Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking not any... You know, they acted like it was going to be a new open world format and not, it's just, you know, it's a different kind of GTA basically. It worked well. I mean, like I think that's, that's a big thing. Cause I remember when, uh, when GTA first started getting popular, like on the older consoles and whenever other companies tried to do the open world format, like they made some games that were fucking just bad, like just <laughs> these bad games. So at least now we're getting to the point where like a lot of companies can do the open world and it, the game actually works. Yeah, there's some good ones out there for sure. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, like was your track, because I remember I got it and then I saw that you had a track on it and I was like, oh, where's the ghost track? And I didn't know if it was like a track that would play on the radio or if it played during a scenario. It was, you know, the little side games you could play mm-hmm. where it was like all the weird, like one was like your jumping on trippy flowers and shit through the city. And one was like, uh, you're running over like demons. I think is what it's supposed to be. People's like heads are on fire and you just run over them with the car and that's how you get points. And it's just kind of like a little break from the regular gameplay. And that's where they put mm, two of my tracks and laser Hawk had a track on that part too. Okay. Okay, cool. It was cool. They put us on the game, but everyone else on the game had, it was like, Oh, this is what's playing right now. This is who's doing it. And ours was just like, Here's some cool shit that you can try and figure out who it is if you want to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, that makes sense now because I don't think I ever... I think the mini games I did, there was this... this, I mean, I played the game to a point and then I got... like I I would sometimes do that thing with games where I would get to a point where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to 100% this game. I think I can totally get the fucking platinum award. (laughs) And then... um, Cause I'm on a PlayStation, so I'm, I'm getting the trophies. And then there was one mini game where you had to fucking do this this drinking game with a guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not getting the fucking platinum, so I'm just done. I do the same thing, man. If, if a game gets like to where I'm mad at it now, I'm just like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, there's two types of gamers. I know I see fucking Terminus Dan posting this stuff all the time because I know he's in the camp of you know those guys who like those uh fucking uh god what are those games called like the souls demon souls and (laughs) those games and those games literally like and i get it i totally get it when other people you know they just like they want a game that challenges them and is hard but i'm like the complete opposite like i just like a nice i you know that's why i love elder scrolls games and stuff i just love that there's like hundreds of hours of content but it's not incredibly hard yeah i'm with you man so it's just a lot of stuff to do so like you know like fallout will be that way too like that's just 
that's I just prefer that than being mad. But anyway, so that stupid mini game and watchdogs. <laughs> uh, it was just like, oh fuck you! Like I'm not doing this, and uh, so I don't think I ever saw that because the other mini games I played, there was one where you're like kind of virtually shooting at targets, and then there was one where you had to like do races through the city and like run yeah, through the yeah. loops and stuff. And I don't think I ever saw the one where people's heads were on fire. Well, it's kind of like, it was a little different than those games. The, 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 the mini games you're talking about were like, uh, like furthered you in the game. These games are like, I guess they're more of like a side game. You can pretty much play them when it, it was the digital trips is what they were called. Oh yeah. When you took the drugs from the dude. Yeah. Sorry. It's been a little while since I played the game, but okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Cause one of the digital trips, wasn't it like you'd, you'd pilot around like a giant spider or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like shoot a cop cars, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you did you just go to like an EB Games and just say like I'm on the soundtrack and I'll sign stuff here? Like, how did that work? That was like the first contract I've ever really seen. They they paid me like a grand a track, and that was just a flat fee, and that was it. But I was nothing. I mean, I had like 500 Facebook followers at the time, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> more like two or three hundred. So I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, I had. Uh, <laughs> Of course, Perturbator was telling me, he was like, oh, I wouldn't take that deal. You need to get royalties. And I'm like, man, I don't have a leg to stand on here. I thought it would end up being a better thing, you know, since, but since they put it in the digital trip section and didn't label who it was, it didn't, I didn't really see hardly anything off of it promotion wise. Well, maybe next time, man. No, man. Fuck Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. They're really good people. They're super easy to work with. Uh, the guy that, my rep that worked with me, he was totally cool. He was like, send me more stuff and I'll uh, pitch it to the game developers. I'm like, the in- he's like the in-between guy. And I- I've just been lazy. That's on me. I haven't sent him anything. That's stupid. <laughs> well, you're, you're doing other stuff, man. Yeah, I guess. Fucking getting ready to do tours and things. I mean, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Next year, uh, everybody's wanting... You know, like the whole blood music group to travel and it's coming. I can almost promise you that if you live in a big city in the Western world next year, you will probably see us, have a chance to see us. Dude, let's, let's listen to a track and then we'll talk a bit about that. And then we'll talk a bit more about uh, touring and stuff. Cause I find that interesting. Cause like not a lot of people I talk to actually, you know, some people perform, but like the actual idea of like touring around and stuff is, is pretty neat. So let's, let's listen to the track, uh, Bathory Bitch. That's right. By Ghost. And uh and we'll listen to that and then uh, and then we'll uh, talk a bit more. All right, sounds good.
right. And that was Bathory Bitch by Ghost. And uh, Ghost is uh, still with me here. So tell me a bit about uh, that track. Uh, the name is inspired by, uh, you know, Elizabeth Bathory, the most prolific serial killer of all time. Do you know who she is? Was Tell me about Elizabeth Bathory. <sighs> she lived like a long time ago. Okay. In England, I think. Sometime. <laughs> In Europe. It was like, I think the 1500s. And are you qualified to tell the story? (laughs) Um, Dude, (laughs) there's so much mythology in this that I can't keep up with all of it anymore. But uh, she basically became obsessed in her mid age with uh, she thought blood from virgins specifically would uh, keep her young. It was like a, you know, the tree of life for her. So she would she murdered. She gets credit for like fucking like three to 500 women. It's insane. And she would, you know, have their blood drained into a bathtub and bathe in their fucking blood and drink it and shit. So Jesus. yeah. So she was pretty, pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice of words. I was expecting just like, she was pretty, she was pretty cool. No way. She was fun at dinner parties. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So by is inspired the name by her and the, uh, the band Bathory, obviously. So I can give a nod to my metal influences. Are you thinking about this shit before you start writing songs? Yeah, like, yeah. Is that like are you are you immersed in this fucking weird world and like I think I'm going to write a track about this? <laughs> Actually, man, it gets pretty. I, my studio is really small and dark, and when I'm writing and I do get ideas, and I am, I actually put myself. Like, I'm trying to be Balbarith and actually believe in Satan and fucking go the whole route. So I get pretty fucking ridiculously drunk in here and <laughs> <laughs> light candles and get into the mythology. And yeah, I mean, I get pretty... Sometimes when I... I'll be looking over my shoulder. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck. What if it is real? Don't don't say Candyman three <laughs> times into the fucking... It's five, and I won't. Is it five? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, if you just say it three times and Beetlejuice shows up and it's... Five times? I mean, that's a stupid number. Why did they choose that? <laughs> Don't say it five times. You can get lost. Like you get to number four and you're like, did I, is that five? <laughs> yeah, where's Tony Todd? <laughs> okay. So as far as the touring goes, who's, is someone else sort of setting that shit up for you? I mean, like how, how involved are you in the actual process? Luckily I don't have to do anything. The we, I just signed with the link productions, which is a French company and uh, they work with perturbator already. And they just signed me and Dan and, Seb is the guy that takes care of us, and uh, he's fucking great, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes into bringing, like, an American into Europe. So, like, every place that we visit over there, I'm, I've got to have a visa for everything, and they take care of all that. So, it's I feel extremely lucky, or maybe the devil is real, and it's all paying off. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a pain in the ass with your skull mask? Was there any objects that were, like, awkward and custom? No, uh, I'd usually uh, get stopped pretty much everywhere, and they, they pull everything apart and do a bomb search on me and shit. But uh, one time I overslept for a flight. I got I usually stay with a friend of mine in Dallas before I fly out. This one time I got completely hammered, and my flight was at, like, 6 in the morning, which was a great idea. So I'm, <laughs> I've missed my flight by, like, an hour and a half. And for some reason, I'm still speeding to the airport. Like, they're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they put me on standby, and uh, I always have my mask and my carry-on, and they didn't. They made me check it. And when I got to, I believe that was San Francisco, it was completely fucking broken. What's it made of? 
Like, what do you, what do you mean it's broken? Well, it's only, it's made of a human skull. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like fiberglass. Oh, interesting. So it looks and feels like plastic basically. Right. So it can crack. Yeah. Easily. Ah, see, I thought it was like, uh, you know, like on Halloween when they have the sort of like the rubbery looking masks. No, I mean, I've so it's actually, it's got solid stuff to it. Yeah. I've tried to use other materials and they just don't, they don't look as good. They look like a Halloween mask. Right. And I don't want to look like I just left. I don't know what kind of stories you guys have there, but we have like Halloween spirit is what it's called here. And they're, they kind of only set up during the season Mm -hmm. and they have like really cheap shit and, so I don't want to look like I was like, hey, this is a good idea. I'll just go down to the local Halloween shop and that'll be that. Ten bucks. What surprises me is just how expensive everything is. Like you can get like you can get the Iron Man suit if you want for, you know, like 70 bucks. But unless you want like it to look like Iron Man, then now it's a thousand. I know, know. It's, it's insane. This- and people pay that shit. What's amazing is that even the expensive costumes still have some of the problems like the uh like you know where it's a mask and it's supposed to be like iron man or whatever but it's only like half a head you know with just like the strap <laughs> yeah 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 and it's like the minute you want like a boba fett helmet that like goes over your whole head all of a sudden it's a thousand dollar costume like there's no there's no real like in between it seems it's no. like you either have the fucking boba fett mask with a strap but if you want the full darth vader mask you're talking a grand yeah and yeah. and then there's still they're still kind of cheap, you know, like it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is weird, but I guess those Halloween stores are so seasonal and they've got to make their money for like a month to last all year. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. But still <laughs> fucking stupid. A thousand. Yeah. See, they have those costumes here that you rent and they're still like $800 to rent. And it's like, who in the fuck cares that much? Like just paint your face and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> People love Halloween, man. I do too. I mean, I haven't dressed up in years. I think I've mentioned this before, but I said, like, I will one of these days when I can sort of handcraft myself a scorpion costume <laughs> from, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. day when I can do that. Dude, actually, the guy from that made my mask does some really sick uh, uh, Mortal Kombat masks. I mean, part of it, too, is I feel like I have to be... Well, I don't know, because I always had this interpretation of the character Scorpion that he doesn't really need to be buff because he's a skeleton. Like, I always love that he's a skeleton. Yeah, that was my favorite part about the guy. Yeah, that's my, honestly, my favorite characters in most games are the skeletons. Yeah, I like them too. Like, okay, so Scorpion, fucking uh, Twisted Metal, like the yeah. original Twisted Metal. I believe that's what my mask is based on. Like Mr. Grimm? I think so, yeah. Because, yeah, Mr. Grimm was awesome because he was a fucking motorbike guy, but when he took his hat off, he was a skull underneath, and so that's why I loved him. And then later on, the stupid Twisted Metal games, they kept, like, changing the... They kept changing the... Uh, the origin stories. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it was just a guy with a skull mask. And I was just like, but he was a skull. Like, he, he was so much cooler when he was a skeleton. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, dude, it was fucking, uh, it was good talking to you, finally. Yeah, you too, man. And if you want to stick to that story about not playing favorites, that's fun. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. It's it. No, okay. All right, man. <laughs> I, I want to make a joke. I want to make a joke by throwing another artist under the bus, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> Who? Because I was thinking, like, because that would prove, you know what I mean? Like, hey, it's, it's totally true. I had so and so on the show, right? You know, <laughs> I, I can't do that. That would make me a bad host. Anyways, man, you have a fucking lovely day. You too. And it was, uh, it was good talking to you. And uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime after you fucking do your tour and stuff, and you can uh, tell tell us some stories. Yeah, maybe I'll be a little less awkward and more cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Alright dude, take care. You too, man. And that was Ghost. G-O-S-T Ghost. Check out his stuff. He'll be coming to a city near you at some point. And uh, and that's all I know, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That is the end of the show, by the way. I uh, hope you guys tune in to the next episode. Of course, we are uh, now on Power 85. So uh, check out my Twitter and uh, the Facebook page for updates on uh, you know when the show is airing and stuff like that I'll always post uh, you know little reminders let you know what time we're uh, going to be on and that is all I know so I hope you guys have a lovely day uh, enjoy yourselves and uh, tune in to more Beyond Synth next time the end